Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And off we go. Welcome to Colch Narrow Chat on this Tuesday evening. I'm Jeremy Barron, and I'm joined by Robbie Dunn. We're going to be talking about a breathless five-goal thriller at the Wanda Metropolitano tonight, aren't we, Robbie? Absolutely, yeah. I, I hope you've caught your breath after that. Man. It was a, wild, a wild one for sure. And uh, a lot went down, both positive and negative, for Atletico. So we're going to try to hate on both because it's very easy in a game like this that ended like this to just focus exclusively on the negative. But Atletico did a lot of good things tonight, didn't they? Even in the loss. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think we saw how good Atletico can be when Griezmann, Joe Felix, Lamar, and Rodrigo de Paul are all kind of clicking and they're all playing. Sorry, sorry, I've got my... Uh, did you hear that? I yeah. My WhatsApp. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think we saw just how good they can be. We saw just how good they can be when they are... Um, when they are... Uh, when all those guys are playing and when all those guys are clicking and, and I think it's a far more dynamic dynamic at midfield and attack when, when they're there as opposed to the, the, some of the alternatives. Yeah, the directness and the dynamism. Lema, too, who played a, a really, really good game, I thought. Um, but Liverpool, in the end, Robbie, did get a, a measure of revenge for what happened a couple seasons ago in this competition, a 3-2 victory over Atletico at the Wanda Metropolitano. And they were the better team the first 15 minutes, definitely, uh, when they went two goals up. Uh, what happened to Atletico in the, that opening exchange? Why such a slow start? Um. Well, to be honest with you, I can't really kind of put my finger on it. I've watched the goals back a couple of times. They both came from the left-hand side, Carrasco. I guess I guess if you were to... Um, 
but you can't even blame it on that either. But I'd say, given the fact that like Hermoso was trying to cover for Carrasco and Condogbia, and he was kind of caught in the middle, and I think I think Liverpool know exactly how to kind of hurt them there, get the ball across to that uh, area of the field quick, and uh, and and uh, which which meant they were allowed to kind of penetrate down that right hand side and then cut in again and uh, and cause damage and and Atletico were. Um, yeah, there was a six and sevens for the for the opening few minutes, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even think it was anything structural, rather than just kind of a little bit kind of lack of concentration. Carrasco got absolutely destroyed in a one on one, and uh, yeah, that was um, I mean, that was that's, that's all. That's that's the that's the kind of advantage that Liverpool need, and they'll they'll hurt you. Yeah, in the first goal. Uh... Koke is trying to pick the ball off Salah, who just kind of holds him at arm's length, and, and Koke can't quite get the ball there. So Salah continues to cut to the outside, and the shot goes in off a deflection from Milner in front. And then the second goal uh, is one of those, you know, throw your hands up, and Felipe tries to clear it. It doesn't get far enough, and Nabi Keita hits a rocket from outside the box. Just both of those were, to a degree, what do you do with those shots, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't really... Given the fact that Atletico were playing with um, with uh, Condogbia in, in centre, I, I can't remember any time when he had played centrally in, in the centre defence for Atletico. And so, I mean, a, a sluggish, kind of nervy start was always going to be expected. Especially against this opponent, um, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, can, they can hurt you. Like. A team like this one. And this was Condogbia's second appearance this year back there. He played there against Elche. But obviously a very different beast, Elche compared to Liverpool. Two uh, pretty different teams there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that was what happened in the early exchange. Atletico are behind 2-0 before he can even blink. But then they wake up, Robbie. And for the final portion of that second half, we were treated to some really, really good football from Atletico on the counterattack. Liverpool had around 65-70% first half possession but Atletico just tore them up on the counterattack. And it started uh, with the first of Griezmann's two goals. He ended up getting two in the first half. The first one was kind of a breakdown from a set piece. Uh, Tomolema had a critical role on this goal. Yeah, yeah, they, they were um, they were amazing on the break. And I, th- I think I think um, the the change the change that Klopp made at the half kind of showed us exactly what he thought he was seeing in that there was so much space in between the lines even it wasn't even so much on the break uh, and, and, and Atletico did look good on the break but it was more uh, they had them stretched wide and they had them kind of worrying about Griezmann in over the top and Joe Felix in over the top they were switching the ball quickly they were combining well I, I think it was uh, arguably there was a there was a kind of a twenty five minute spell there, where I just actually carried on until Griezmann was sent out. But it, there was a spell there where um, I would say it was Atletico's best best um, spell of the of the season. Mm. Considering the opposition, I think that's a good argument. And considering uh, where this team was a few weeks ago, I mean, with Lema, Felix, and Griezmann effectively a front three there with Suarez starting on the bench in this game, they're relatively interchangeable. And you you saw this on the second goal, on Griezmann's second goal around 34 minutes. He's occupying the center backs where Lema and Felix have both dropped deep uh, and Atletico are, are 
trying to create overloads. And it worked, uh, really taking advantage of a pretty soft Liverpool midfield without Fabinho in it. Uh, Henderson, Milner, and Keita were just kind of given the runaround most of that first half. And then that leaves Griezmann to uh, try his luck against Matip and Van Dijk. And he did for this second goal uh, when he takes the touch when Felix turns Keita inside out. He, Griezmann takes the touch into the box and just hits a lovely sliding finish. Yeah, and when you look back at that goal, you can see Carrasco's literally, he's actually off the pitch. He's so white, he's actually standing out over the side. Like, That's right. Um, put, pulling Trent Alexander to, uh, with him, and that means that, uh, I think that's Matip. Matip is, is, is out of position. Van Dijk is, um, is is probably further left than he might like to be. Uh, and then uh, Robertson is supposed to be Martin Griezmann, but he just slips in and completely catches, uh, blindsides um, Van Dijk. And then by the time he knows what's happening, Griezmann has the ball uh, taken by him. And that was, I was actually just wondering, like, I mean, I was watching France during the international break, Griezmann was anonymous. And mm. I was just thinking, and, and, and the first 20 minutes of that game where Griezmann missed a, missed a good chance before that, before his first goal. And, and I was just wondering, like, I was actually wondering, I wonder where Antoine Griezmann's head is at right now, like, in terms of, I mean... Like I know he scored a good few goals at uh, Barcelona, and I know he kind of he ended up kind of blending in well with the squad and kind of becoming part of the team. And I think he's just that kind of guy where he would just get on with people. But I was just wondering, like I wonder what he was thinking, especially after coming back from from Barcelona to Atletico. I know he had the goal against Getafe, and it was a lovely finish. But like. He just looks lost. Like he looks lost until obviously that 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 second goal he scored tonight was just absolutely incredible. Like that is vintage Antoine Griezmann, yeah. and uh, I, I think him playing as the kind of false nine or, or, or the number nine in in this system with Felix around him, Lamar, um, and the two wing backs uh, um, attacking from wide. I, I think he can possibly get back to his best, but like. He needs. He does need a couple of and the red card just completely took the sting out of his performance yeah. as well. Like, and just uh, but but he showed with that second goal. He does still have it in the locker if um, if if he has the mind to do it or if he can kind of get the get the couple of lucky breaks he needs to kind of break his duck and and um, and uh, to turn his. I don't want to say. Turn, turn his career back around but, but yeah like I mean it almost is that gone that bad isn't it with him like I mean he just kind of he was drifting aimlessly there for a couple of years it felt like now I know is, is it even possible to drift aimlessly while you're at Barcelona like, <laughs> yeah maybe not but uh, I mean drifting aimlessly uh, uh, given where he was at one point uh, third as a, in the Ballon d'Or ranking and in some ways, I know Griezmann had become kind of a, 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 a character, like a like a, um, a, a someone who was criticised quite quite often. But he was also avoiding a lot of criticism. In that, I was watching him for France, and I was just thinking, like, what does Antoine Griezmann do if he's not scoring loads of goals? Like, I know he offers a bit defensively in that, but like. What what does he actually do if he's not assisting a lot and scoring a lot? Like it's a uh, he's not the kind of player who can get away with his creativity or his um 
is uh, I don't know, like is 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 link play in the middle. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think um, he 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 needs to kind of, he needs a couple more of those games like he played today for that kind of twenty five minutes play yeah. uh, to get to get to get back to where he he was at one point in his career. And he's also not the kind of player who thrives off the ball or who thrives away from the ball. We saw that especially his first season at Barcelona when Suarez and exactly. and Messi were both in the team around him. Uh, it's been a whirl. Exactly, it's yeah. it's been a whirlwind for Griezmann, you know, because um, he, he comes back to Atletico on the final day of the window, uh, actually after the window closes technically because it wasn't announced until the next day, and he comes in. He yeah. starts right away against Espanyol, uh, trying to adapt to a new system, and it looks like he is adapting. Scored uh, the equalizer yeah. against Milan, a really delightful finish there, uh, and plays well again today for fifty minutes until he's sent off. But this game is kind of an encapsulation of what it's been like for Griezmann this year. Uh, he's getting back on Atletico fans' good side after the way he left, and now he's come back. He scores two goals to get Atletico back into this game where it looked like Liverpool were just going to run riot. Brings them back into the game. It's 2-2 at halftime. And then in the second half, right as he's playing really well as this kind of pseudo-false nine with Felix and Lema around him, early in the second half, Robbie, he gets sent off for a high boot on Roberto Firmino. Was it the right call? Was and how devastating was it in the end? And yeah, I think it was. I think it was a right card. I mean, yeah, that's a right card. In in mm. no matter whether you're an Atlético Madrid fan or Liverpool, that's a right card. You you have to have control of your of your of your body at all times. Like and and I, like I, I remember seeing Clement Clement uh, Langley sent off for Barcelona for for the most innocuous elbow. Like it, it, it was just a clumsy looking tackle, and 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 the, the reason at the time we were given was it's up to you to to, to make sure that you're not. And he caught someone obviously in the in the in the buttery jaw with his elbow, uh, but it was completely innocuous. There was zero 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 um, intent. He didn't mean it, and he was sent off. And I thought at the time I was like, "Well, that's harsh," but I understand. I understood the reasoning. It's like you have to be. You can't just go around swinging arms and legs. Like you have to be careful. Like you're going to hurt someone, and then um, it's not about intent. And I think Griezmann. You often see those ones where you often actually see penalties given away for those where the ball comes over the top and the defender comes in, the attacker sees him and gets it. But like he he, he caught Firmino right uh, in the face with, yeah. his, with his with his with, yeah. I mean, I like and I understand. Oh, you're yeah that. I, I mean, that's a red card. If the ref doesn't give a red card there, it's completely negligent, I would say. Mm. So, uh, yeah. What shocked um, What shocked yeah, me about it? What shocked me about it is that I'm used to seeing that just given as a yellow card. It's an inconsistent application of that rule. It's a clearly a high boot from Griezmann. It is at least a yellow card offense. Um, but when it comes to the the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law, it's the inconsistent application that is just so frustrating no matter which team you support it's just the inconsistent application of it because in a lot of instances i'd say probably eight or nine instances out of ten i would say that's a yellow card offense and when it's called a red card it's pretty surprising because as you said it was there wasn't any intent behind it and it was there wasn't Firmino stayed in the game he wasn't bleeding etc um it, it was incidental uh, accidental contact. Griezmann is clearly eyeing the ball. We saw this on replay, but it's the inconsistent application of the rule that uh, has benefited other teams. And in this instance, in a vacuum, hurt Atletico. Yeah, 
No, no, and I, and I understand that, but at the same time, like I think, I think if Griezmann doesn't fully extend his leg, and 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 kind of just catches him on the maybe the somewhere lower down on the shoulder, it's a yellow card. It's a free, and it's a, it's a sure. warning, and that's fine. Sure. But he, he man, like you look at that. If if that goes to VAR, you're looking at it. And you're like, look, kick him on the on the side of the head. Like I just can't understand how anyone and and, and Liverpool fans actually and and look, I mean. They, at the end of the day, people are going to kind of fight their own corner and that. But I remember, like, uh, maybe three or four years ago, Sadio Mane was sent off for kicking uh, Ederson in the head. Now, Ederson, granted, he was ble- bleeding and, and had to be taken off, and like it was pretty bad. But they were arguing, saying, oh, he was going for the ball, and he did no intent and all that. And I was just like, look, and I had arguments with Liverpool fans friends here like staunch Liverpool supporters saying and, and they, they they stuck with that for ages after they were like it wasn't a red it wasn't a red it's not a red and I was just like oh my god like I mean it's a red <laughs> card you can't kick someone in the face you, you can't kick someone in the face no matter how much intent is involved there's no one saying Antoine Griezmann I, I don't actually think he's a dirty ball in his body but you can't kick someone in the face and it's as simple as that I mean mm-hmm. you know and it, it it can be an absolute cracker of a game and you can blame the ref or ruin the flow and I, I I understand that and people are upset but looking at that objectively as a red card, 100 times out of 100 and it's as simple as that. And it's it was a really tough decision for Atletico because the game was, was trending in their direction based on how the balance of that first half had gone and it was yeah. in, it, incidental, accidental, whatever you want to call it. Um, whether it's given or not in other games doesn't really matter in this case. In this case, it was given. And in this case, Atletico are down to 10 men. Uh, they continued to play pretty well, I thought, after that for the next yeah. 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, there's really no doubt about the penalty that Liverpool won in the 75th minute from Hermoso bringing down Diogo Jota. Mm. No, no debate no, no, there. I, I, I well, 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 the fact that it was so early in the, in the second half, it gave Liverpool a chance to kind of try a couple of different things and really, really get a sense for what was needed to win the game. And they, and they were, and like, if you get sent off with 15 minutes to go, it's kind of like, just hang on here, and we can we can somehow manage to hang on. But the fact that Atletico, it took it, it, um, it was so early in the second half. Liverpool had a chance to kind of settle down, have a think about it, and then attack the way they did. But Atletico. Even when they were drawing, like they, they, they didn't really kind of retreat and just sit back and soak up pressure like we like we have seen and grown accustomed to seeing Diego Simeone's side. They, they, they never really stopped going at um, uh, Liverpool. And, and it was an awful pity, actually, that the red card came when it did because Atletico had started that second half way better than Liverpool. They right. were definitely the team in the ascendancy. They had the momentum. And I think that... Um, yeah, I, I don't know what might happen if uh, if if Griezmann stays on the field because Joe Felix is really and and you can actually see Joe Felix after the um, after uh, just at the end of the game like it was just like uh, he was really upset because it felt like with their muscle penalty it was like uh, uh, I, I don't want to take away from Liverpool's performance they were fine but like Atletico gave that one to them they did mm. and, and 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 I mean. Like, if a team earns a victory against you or squeaks a victory out, like that's fine. But uh, Mario Armoso gave um, Atletico or sorry Liverpool the three points there tonight, and I don't think that there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was the one of the most ridiculously 
stupid decisions I've seen. What was he doing? What was he doing? Just a boneheaded play, trying to fight for the ball, allegedly trying to fight for the ball. But really, instead, he goes after Jota and brings him down in the box. Yeah, and, like, and there's a difference in bravery and stupidity. Like, right. There's, like, he, he, had, he had taken down Fabinho earlier, and it was like, oh, bone-crunching tackle and kind of do not, yeah, thou shalt not pass here. Like, and it was like, oh, yeah, you tell him, Mario. And then all of a sudden, the ball flows up into the air, and he goes again and just just absolutely cleans him out of it. Like, I mean, there, there isn't a referee in the world that would even overturn that, that yeah. wouldn't give that penalty. Yeah, no question I mean, about it. I, unforgivable stuff like really I mean for Griezmann I, I could there's no problem you went for the ball that, you know, these things happen again football at, at this speed and these things happen no problem Hermosa the ball in the air like uh, Jota had to do so much to, to get it under his control and then to to, 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 to to do anything with it then I mean the odds were stacked in Hermosa's favour and he just absolutely bundles into him ridiculous yeah and it looked uh, yeah, it looked premeditated just, and he judged it completely wrong and hermoso for for a, a defender as as good as he can be he does have these mistakes in his locker defensively he's pretty vulnerable as much value as he offers atletico and we both wrote about this last year and how much value he offers in ball progression and mm-hmm. carries and pushing it forward and progressive distance and some of the advanced metrics mm-hmm. he really does make too many mistakes defensively and he can be picked on yeah, and, and it's kind of like he just um, he he gets into the he gets into the and, and it's understand. I mean, I mean, yeah, well, understand. I, I have no idea how difficult it is to kind of keep keep right at the, when you're defending against Liverpool. How difficult it is to go from to to, to stay right on the edge with like and keep the intensity up without tipping over the edge. But sometimes Hermoso just gets caught up in everything and, and, and is liable to do anything like, you know, and, and that's fine for an attacker, he can be a bit of a maverick and try things and Luis Suarez is a bit crazy at times. But as a defender like it's um it's 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 a fa- it's it's a fatal flaw, like, you know, and, and, and it's the kind of flaw that, that, that stops players from reaching their full potential because you're looking at him going, Okay, he hasn't made a mistake in three months or six games or four weeks or whatever but you're like but he does have it in his locker like and it's it's um it's a hard one to it's a hard, it'll be a hard one to take for Simeone because that was and it felt like during the game it felt like this feet after the Barcelona game and we were kind of looking at it going ah, yeah that's fine but they're Barcelona they're not going well and yeah like you know but like this was a come to coming back for a 2-0 uh, deficit uh, having your your well, your your a man who scored two goals, your best player arguably being sent off in, within ten minutes of the second half and hanging on for a point would have been not that they need a season changing performance, but it felt like this was going to solidify Atletico are here. Atletico are are um, are legit. They finally figured out how to how to kind of balance defending with with attacking. Um, but just all got wiped away now granted that silly mistake doesn't take away from the fact that Atletico were really really good for long spells of that game but um, I think getting something from the game given how it started would have been an absolutely massive boost for Atletico going into a, a game, the game at the weekend but it's um, yeah as I said they, they handed that one to them and I think that one will sting just that and, and those ones where you give it to them just sting that little bit more and 
linger on the mind a little bit more and yeah and it's it's got to be a, a quick turnaround because as we'll talk about at the end here there's another big game coming up this weekend against the current leaders of la liga in real sociedad robbie but yeah as you said that was a mistake that like listen you can't debate that one it was a clear penalty and hermoso lost his head and coming back from two nil down early to equalize and then playing pretty much the entire second half with 10 men earning a draw would have been I think pretty much everyone would have taken that result, right? Given the circumstances that Atletico started the game under and the, and how the game was conditioned uh, in the second half, I think a draw would have been a, a very good result, especially as Porto went on to beat Milan. Uh, however, uh, it was it was not to be. And then five minutes after the Salah penalty that gives Liverpool the lead for good, there's another appeal at the other end of the pitch. Uh, Jose Jimenez goes down under contact from Diogo Jota. It's initially given as a penalty to Atletico. Luis Suarez is all ready to take it. It goes to VAR, and then, oh, wait a minute, no penalty. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's a penalty as well. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, uh, like if he didn't give it, if he didn't give it, and he just played on and that was it, I'd be like, yeah, yeah like... Once the decision is made, it's um, maybe it's not. The, I know. I remember in the NFL, uh, American football, they had um, clear and clear and undisputable evidence of uh, to change it. Like it had to be absolutely. It's the referee's decision, unless you have absolutely uncontroversial. Uh, un, un, uh, I don't know what the word is. Uncontroversial. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, evidence to the contrary. And I think in this occasion, you're looking at that going, yeah, like, I mean, how, like, Jota kind of knows what he's doing. No, no, obviously not even half as clumsy as, as what Mario Hermosa did. But he, he can kind of see Jimenez is maybe going to get it. Jimenez only has eyes for the ball. And um, and uh, he, yeah, he just kind of, and Jota kind of moves his legs in the direction of Jimenez to, 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 in order to kind of catch him and I just think that how the referee went and was like oh yeah no actually no I got that one wrong like you know given the fact that he had um, yeah and, and I mean and, and, and my whole point about a lot of these things is that these games don't just happen in a, although you know what like I mean like it's funny because the referee did fine in some way I think the reason was a red card and everything but like he actually gave Atletico a goal because I thought the Lamar or the the first Griezmann goal was outside. I thought that I thought that Lamar was definitely interfering with play. Mm. Uh, so he got that one. He got that one wrong, and I thought he got the the Jimenez one wrong. So in a way, they even out. But that's not that shouldn't really be the way you're doing it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> shouldn't. It shouldn't be a a make up call game. You know, it shouldn't be a game of of make up no, calls. You get one right no. and you get one wrong in response. No, or vice exactly, versa. But I think he did. Yeah, I think he got both those two wrong anyway. But yeah. like, yeah, as you said, like I, I didn't see on the the multiple replay angles, like the multiple VAR output angles that were on the broadcast. Like there, I didn't see any clear evidence to overturn the initial call of the, the of the spot kick. I didn't see any yeah, I, evidence I, to it. Yeah, what I thought he was doing was I thought when he was going back to the VAR, I thought he was checking for an off, potential offside. I, I, I did too. Maybe yep. that's what, I said maybe that's what he'll, that's what he'll do, but then he just said no, it's not a penalty. Like I don't know how he overturned that. And again, this is where I would say, uh, 
this is where I would say um, um, uh, not an inconsistent uh, application rules because that's the kind of one where you're looking at the replay going that's not a penalty but now that he's given it he's not going to overturn it and mm-hmm. whereas on this occasion it was I looked at it I was like yeah like I mean he, 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 there's no way he's overturning this and then uh, and then he did so yeah weird one a weird decision to cap a weird game, right? Um, and it's very harsh. It's very harsh on Atletico because I think overall they they played really well, about as well as they played the entire season, which has been rather stop start in nature, based on how many players were gone over the summer and the the preseason where several players didn't play a single minute. That was as good as Atletico have looked all year, um, and they clearly prepared very well for this game had to fight back to get back into the game after Liverpool looked like they were going to just roar to three points. And in the end, Atletico still still lose. It's a, a, a psychological blow, but the, the positives are that Atletico's attack just looks better and better. Um, and the, the Milan game, I think, still could be viewed as a, a transitional or a transformational kind of game for this squad. Um I think they deserve more from this game, and it's it, it's tough yeah. to talk that that we have to talk about the refereeing decisions once again because we've had the the Jao Felix red card against the Athletic, we've had the stoppage time application in La Liga, we've talked about that as well during the the season. So I hate to keep talking about the referees, but it's it's part of the narrative, it's part of the story of the game, and Atletico have to bounce back now this weekend against uh, Real Sociedad. And have to yeah, and take the positives uh, over. Yeah, and I, I think actually more, more maybe importantly than um, than uh, well, not maybe not more importantly, but but one important thing to notice as well is the fact that um, Atletico, someone, someone really, really important is going to miss out if Simeone wants to. Um, if, Simeone, if Simeone wants to get any kind of consistency he can keep chopping and changing and keep making subs at half time and keep kind of keep us guessing as to what he's going to do but if he wants a set 11 and I think what we saw if you add Savage into the into the half into the, into the centre half um, and I'm, I'm not yeah I'm not entirely sure about Koke at, at the, as deep line midfielder but uh Forget forget about that. Just in attack, you're looking at Rodrigo de Paul, Lemar, uh, and then maybe a kind of we see. Uh, I, I, I thank God I don't have to make the decision. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so you're looking at R- Rodrigo de Paul, uh, Lemar, Felix, and Griezmann as the four. Trippier and Carrasco either side of them. That's six, and then you've got your three defenders and whoever else as the deep line midfielder. That means Suarez misses out, possibly Llorente misses out. Right. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, this could be somewhat of a a problem for Simeone, keeping everyone happy and uh, making sure that he he gets consistent performances. Because kind of moving Griezmann around and, and, and it will end up him going back to what I spoke about earlier, that, uh, that those anonymous performances where you're looking at him going, I, I forgot he was playing. I actually, and if you asked me where what position he was playing or what his role was, I would not be able to tell you. Um, mm. And if, uh, yeah, so I think he has to kind of find a role for Griezmann and play him there regularly and make him feel important. And that means Suarez. And Suarez came on tonight and he was just pissed off. He was lucky he wasn't sent off. 
Yeah, he almost did at the very end, barking at the ref. Yeah, he almost got sent (laughs) off. My God, I was like, oh, here we go. He's gone. I was like, he's gone. He's he's still going. He's still going. I was like, oh, sorry. I actually had to close my eyes. I was kind of cringing looking. I was like, oh, I was like, sorry, shut up. (laughs) Get your money's (laughs) worth and shut up. <laughs> and, and and I think Suarez himself was kind of worried. He was looking. He was like, "Oh, I'm going too far, haven't I? But I can't stop. I, can't, I just can't <laughs> stop can't talking." Stop. <laughs> it's like me on the podcast. Oh my god! Very self-aware oh, show. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man! Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. The selection questions, it's already cost Correa a bunch of time. And Correa was really valuable at the end of the last season. And he's been re-relegated, as it were, to a substitute role, which he showed he had kind of outgrown last season. So it's tough on him. Llorente starts on, on the bench for this game, even though he had been injured over the break. Um, Condogbia isn't going to be in this team's best 11, but... Also, he kind of has to be, right? Because with Koke as the deepest-lying midfielder, Atleti are way too soft in that line, in that midfield line, if he's the deep-lying uh, pivot. Exactly, and we've seen in the past, and I I actually was in the middle of writing an article about it, uh, watch, um, I, I actually watched uh, Spain with Koke against Italy, and I was watching particularly Koke, and he was playing everywhere. He was playing like to the left, like an interior um, ahead of Busquets with Gabby to the right of him. And he was absolutely everywhere. And he was key to everything that Spain did against Italy mm. in the in the Nations League uh, semi-final. And I was looking at going like, you know what, like, He's never, and, and I was uh, like just thinking about the rhythm he had so Atletico, and we've spoken and we've heard um, Simeone speak about what Koke gives the team in terms of tempo and things like that. But when you play him as the deep line, deep in the Busquets role, we'll call it, he, he's not the same player. He's right. not, he can't cover ground uh, vertically, as uh, vertically or horizontally in the same manner. And he just then. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's a little bit like the odd man out here because if you play a Condogbia, look, okay, so so I, this is really tough for Simeone because he's lost Rodrigo, um, who was tailor made for that role. He's lost Thomas Party, another player who is an upgrade on Condogbia. He's had to settle, and I and I don't mean to uh, to 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 uh, be bad to Condogbia or anything, but he's had to settle for a Condogbia, and and and. and He's just, we know he's just not that impressed by it. He's playing Kondog because he almost has to. If Koke had, Koke has everything except for that like kind of lateral movement and, and his ability to, to, to cover that kind of space in in, in in and read the game the way that Busquets does. And, and, and Koke is kind of being, kind of being um, shoved into that role at the moment. And it doesn't really, it's not really natural, you know? It's yeah, it's not. It's not what Ikoke was never going to be the shabby successor, as was mooted earlier in his career, and he's also not going to be the new Busquets. Koke is different from both of those like kind of stereotypical, like prototypical Spanish midfielder profiles. Uh, Koke is a very different player, and that's part of what makes him so valuable, but also so difficult to pin down, is because his role 
has never really been clearly defined, and that's mostly been by design. Simeone has shifted him all across the midfield as he's seen fit. But right now, with how Atletico play in this this three five two, he Koke can't play as a wing back, and Atletico have quality wing backs already in the squad. So uh, it's it's not necessarily sink or swim, but it's not also not an optimal role for Koke because he's kind of he's kind of stuck there. Yeah. And but at the same time, he is so important to to everything that Atletico do in terms of kind of their, as I said, the tempo, but also kind mm-hmm. of just a leader on the pitch, and, and he's Simeone's guy, you know. And having having like it, it's a, it's a really strange one because he's he's twenty nine now, and he is um, he's after he was in exile on, for the Spanish national team, but he broke back in, and he's. Okay, he's not their most important player, but he is vital to Luis Enrique's plans, and I yeah. think he's proving he's really important in the right position. But right now, it feels like, and I wonder if Simeone is secretly thinking, where, where is where does Koke fit in this team? Um, and I think if 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 they had a player like Rodri to play that role, I don't know. I don't know if Koke plays at all then. It's sure. a tough one. It's a tough one, and, and it'll be interesting. And when we should remember this chat we're having, because I want to, I'd love to go back over it at the end of the season and see how Simeone manages it, because this is this is going to define. Well, it's going to define their next couple of years, but it's going to it, it could possibly define this season and how he manages all those personalities, all those um, all those big names, and and the talent he has in his is uh, in his squad. Yeah, I'm going to put a bookmark in the, in this conversation because I think we are going to circle back to it. Uh, Koke's position and his role has for years been so vital to whether Atletico succeed or not. And he, in, the, in the three games he missed this season, Atletico only won one of them. And that, that stretch included a loss at Alaves, uh, who, by the way, have not scored a goal since that game against Atletico, it must be mentioned. Um, but it, it is back to La Liga this weekend, Robbie, and the defending champions are hosting the current leaders. Um, La Real do not have Mikel Oyatzabal. He's out injured, and they have a game in Austria on Thursday uh, in the Europa League. How do you see this one going? Can Atletico bounce back? Yeah, again, it's uh, it's actually kind of not bad for Atletico, given the fact that they do like to play against teams that kind of like to play expressive football as you saw against Barcelona, as you saw against Liverpool. Their two best performances of the year, of the year and they played um, Elche, Espanyol, uh, lots of teams um, that kind of wouldn't be as expressive with the ball. So Real Sociedad is a, never an easy one, of course, but it is the kind of game where it feels like it will be open, and I think that Simeone will like to take the momentum that they had going at least uh, into um, uh, f- from this Liverpool game uh, and then take it into the into the game of the weekend. And I think that uh, yeah, never never an easy one against Real Sociedad, but I think that um, given the fact that it will be open and and, and Griezmann's coming into a bit of form, Joe Felix will probably continue uh, is getting fit and. Hopefully we'll see the best of him again and, and, and continue to see his best form. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think Atletico win win this one. To, uh, 2 0, I'll say. 2 0. You didn't even ask me for a prediction. Yeah, you gave it anyway. <laughs> Love it. Not even prompted, Robbie. 
<laughs> but um, quickly on on Joao, um, that first half that we saw tonight was Joao really in like in full bloom, right? That is as good as he's looked in a year. Um, he really does seem to have the ankle problems behind him. Renan Lodi gave an interview to Mundo Deportivo over the international break and said people don't know what Joao was going through last season. He played with a busted ankle for five months and still was able to find some way to contribute to the league title winners last year. And what he did against a, a very, very good Liverpool defense this evening uh, is absolutely a positive that Atletico can take, that Simeone and the fans can take from this game is how good he looks and how exciting a player he is when he's going at, at full throttle like he was tonight before the red card. So I'm going to say he scores this weekend, and I'm going to say Atletico do win against a La Real team that has, even with, with all the injuries they've had, not just Oriatsabal, but David Silva too, and others, they've just been finding ways to get results. I do think that comes to an end this weekend, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can be guaranteed now we'll be coming in after the game and Atletico will have lost 3-0 after both of our <laughs> predictions. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I agree with you. I think Joe Felix is proving... Yeah, and we obviously didn't know what was going on. Although, you, you could tell there was something wrong with him. There was something... I thought it was I thought it was like uh, he was unhappy. But yeah. the guy was like, there's something not right here. There's something There's something not right. And we're, we're not being told the whole story. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was a mental thing, and that he was pissed off and what whatnot. But um, no, it turns out it was the ankle, and and he, yeah, it just it just I, I guess I mean he just needs a run of games, and he needs to. We've seen now, I think that Suarez being dropped for this game, I think, and I was I was saying it earlier in the season, I think we could have we might have seen the, 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 the like, I think we've seen Suarez's kind of. He's he's just dipped and he's I don't think he's going to get it back. Um, he might be important to come on and late in the game looking for a goal or whatever. But I don't know. He he can't be a starter in this Atletico team if they fancy themselves as La Liga champions and uh, if they want to make a decent run in the Champions League. Yeah, it was. I think it's Joe Felix's team. Uh, a few more performances like this, and I'm going to agree with you. You know, it he has to get a sustained run of form that he hasn't really had in a couple years. But it was really curious that Suarez started on the bench tonight. I know he played quite a bit for Uruguay and suffered a knock to his knee while on uh, playing in the qualifiers for Uruguay. But yeah, Suarez in this game, this is a big game, and I kind of expected that he would be there to start it. And Felix and Griezmann, Simeone has insisted that they can play together, and they obviously played very well together. So Suarez is another one that we've been talking about. Do Atletico have a Suarez problem and so on? But they they really might. If you know if the team looks this good and this fluid in attack without him out there, uh, then it's going to be something to keep an eye on because that's a big ego and that's a big name and a big rep to be keeping on the bench. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, and let's see how he handles it. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, we saw him today coming out getting sent off, but uh, yeah, it's um, it'd be interesting to see how how Simeone manages that one. But and, and if 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 Suarez accepts the fact that he is, um, he is the the guy. Uh, he is he is just a, a a bench player now. I'm really just hoping when we come back Sunday that we don't have to talk about the refereeing. That's my like top hope, and then after that, I'm hoping we can talk about a win. But refereeing controversy. I, mean, I, wanna, 
had enough. I, I, I want, I want, I want to talk with Joe Phoenix just for 60, 40, 35 minutes, whatever. Just talk with Joe Phoenix. I, I hope he's because he is like he's one of those players that can do things like that touch out on the left sideline tonight. I was just like, oh, Oof, yes. <laughs> I was just like, imagine being that good at something like <laughs> oh, and you could hear the, you could hear the one that they were like oh it was like oh my god that is just absolutely brilliant and he does have that in the locker and if if, if, if he can show that uh, regularly Atletico Madrid are um, are going to be are going to be hard to stop this year and a lot of fun to watch uh, even after losing like this to Liverpool, Atletico did uh, play well enough, and Joao Felix certainly played well enough to maybe get a bit more. And it, it's like akin to that feeling when you've written a really good paragraph. You know, like, mm, that just sounds so good. I don't have to go back and edit that at all. <laughs> yeah, oh. leave it. Perfect. The perfect lead or something, you know. Uh, On that note, Robbie, uh, we will sign off for the day. Uh, Thank you so much for hopping on the show as ever. Absolutely no problem. I'll check you in a couple of days. And we will be back on Sunday. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Keep it on into the Calderon and Patreon.com slash Colt Chat for more audio goodies. We'll talk to you all again soon. Adios.